I've got one! Hello, I'm Ollie Double. I'm a lecturer at the University of Kent and this is the Proper Job Gradcast in which we explore how a degree in drama can lead to all kinds of exciting careers in the arts. This will be interesting to you if you're thinking of studying drama at Kent or you're currently studying drama at Kent and wondering about what you might go on to do afterwards or you just like listening to nice conversations between interesting people. Well, can't vouch for me being interesting, but I'll tell you who is is our interviewee in this episode because in every episode I interview a Kent drama graduate working in the arts and this time I'm talking to Verity Tan. Verity is amazing. If I tell you that one of her bits of advice is try everything, you have to hustle, you have to try things, I think you'll kind of, you know, work out for yourself that she's somebody who's got a great attitude to life. I think this episode will be of particular interest to you if you're thinking of going abroad and, and building a life in a different country and, and what you do about finding a job in the arts somewhere else in the world other than the UK. But it'll also be interesting to you if you are at the moment or might be in the future a mum or a dad or somebody who's got childcare responsibilities and takes a career break while you're doing that, while you're you know bringing up the, the, the little ones while they are indeed little. And I think what, what's great about Verity's attitude is she's so um, thought out, really, when it comes to thinking about how a career break to, to bring up children is managed. In addition to that, it's not a total break in career because she talks about how she's managed to keep her work, for example, as a photographer going whilst being a mum and doing all the hard work that that entails. So without further ado, here's Verity. Hi, uh, I'm Verity Tan, and I graduated, I was trying to think back on this, yeah, 2015. Yeah, 2015. I started in 2012, yeah. Excellent. So mm -hmm. uh, what's your current job and what kind of things does it entail? Oh, wow. <laughs> Ollie, my current job is stay-at-home mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because we have three young kids, with the oldest being four and the youngest being four months old, it's um, a full-time stay-at-home mom. Like I used to do bits and pieces of drama teaching. And every now and then, if I get a photography job, I'll go and do that well, if what, it's close by. Well, what, I, what I would say is, first of all, amazing. Um, <laughs> three children, uh, you know, within, within four years. That's, that's, that's a lot. Um, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> I still don't know if I can do that. <laughs> that is that is that is a feat, right? That is that is an amazing amount yeah. of work. But I, I think one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you was because you won't be the only person who does drama at Kent who experiences parenthood either before they yeah. come here or during or after. And right. actually, I was particularly interested in in hearing how you know, how that's, that's sort of slotted into your career, really. Um, okay. so, so tell me about the, let's start with the, the bits of drama teaching that you've done. Drama teaching, it was like specifically like a creative drama style of teaching and after school kind of thing. And um, it's not in like a real school setting. It's like an enrichment thing. And parents can sign their kids up for that. Yeah, it's drama, not theatre. So it's like I'm not gearing them for performance. All the drama classes I've done, it's it's really like 
process oriented and making a story together, improv together. Yeah, with quite young children as well. And, and how much of that have you done? And, and what kind of places have you done in that? Started in Singapore. So after I graduated, I went to Singapore. I'm from Singapore. I didn't really grow up there so much. So I wanted to kind of get a feeling of my own culture, kind of cultivate my own culture. And so then I worked in a drama school place that offers musical theater and dance and drama. And one of the jobs I did was having to give classes to babies. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, like six months old. It's the kind where you come in with, your, with a parent or the nanny. And as the person in charge, you just have to be like very animated. <laughs> you have to talk to the baby. Like, do you want to play this? <laughs> yeah. And then you read a story and you do like some finger painting. Just a fun activity. And I also offered like music and drama classes together, which would be quite chaotic because these kids, I had one class where there were like 11 boys after school and they were three years old so they go to school and then come to me and do music drama class it was really crazy but that was really fun to fine-tune how to do creative drama which do we have the same meaning of it I'm not sure if it's always called the same thing I, I think I know what you mean it's like a drama where you do sort of games and exercises and things like that rather than putting on a play yeah, yeah. So the class always begins with the games. Yeah. And then we might, for example, it might be a story. I did Chronicles of Narnia once, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So we were all like Susan and Peter and Lucy and Edmund. And we were in that world. And you just kind of through the weeks together, go through that story, enter Narnia. And yeah, there's no script. It's just improvising. It's very interesting. It gives the children a lot of freedom to feel like they can play around each other with some structure. Um, so I did that in Singapore, but it was only when I moved to Thailand like two years later and I got to um, create my own lesson plans, I would say, and my own stories. So I'd be like, okay, we're going to go in the ice age. So then I'd make like a whole plan for that with the uh, primary school children and all the kind of adventures you might encounter if you were living in that time period like inventing fire. And so it was only when I came to Thailand and started feeling more freedom to make my own lesson plans and my own creativity that, that I really could feel in charge of this whole creative drama thing that I love. That sounds like absolutely amazing. And, um, and, and also you were saying that you do photography still a bit now. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, it was a really great opportunity that I could do that at Uni of Kent. I really love that they that they just opened that up to the students. They weren't like, give me a portfolio. I don't know. I hope, I hope they don't do that now. But they, they didn't ask for any evidence. There was just like a little meeting if you're interested and then like sign up for a show if you want. So I just did that. And, well, just, just, um, just to put a bit of context on that. So the, so the idea was that okay. we started a team uh, of, yeah. of student photographers and uh the this i mean this scheme isn't isn't currently operational but oh, okay. you know maybe at some point it'll come back so the yeah. idea was that, that the student photographers could it was a way of capturing the activities that are going on in in the school of arts mm -hmm. um, so that if there's a drama show rather than it just disappearing there's some sort of documentation of it yeah um and it was really fantastic because the students got 
Amazon tokens, I think. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but but also sort of got to see shows which they might not have seen otherwise because it wasn't necessarily a, a project that they were doing themselves. It was it was somebody mm-hmm. else's project. But in addition to that, the photog- the the photography that was done, the photographs that were taken were really strong. And we, we were able to use those in marketing and open yeah. days and that kind of thing. And you were great. You were a really good photographer, by oh, the way. Thank you. Yeah. Now I get to photograph Gershom's shows as well. Like that's the main theater that I do now. Yes. Yeah, and it was just such a great foundation because especially if you have an interest in photography, of course you should ask people if you can photograph them. My, like I started to photograph animals. That was where I first started. But it was so nice to not have to ask people when you're, when you're still a little bit nervous about it and just get an email and just be like, okay, I'm the first one to sign up. Great, I can, I can do that show. So that was just a really good opportunity. I hope it comes back. That's anticipated <laughs> something I was going to ask next, which was how did you get from graduating to where you are now? So, you, I mean, okay, we've, we've dealt with, you know, what you did at Kent that sort of seeded the, the photography thing. But how did studying, how did you get started doing your creative drama after you graduated? How did, you know, how did you break into that world is what I think I'm trying to ask. Yeah, because it, it was the first time I, I got to to do that. Uh, that was in Singapore at a, it was a British run company, actually, like the owners had trained at Guildford. And um, how they put it was like, this is a style of playing that a lot of children do, but they might fight over it, or, you know, argue with each other who's boss. And as the teacher, you can lead structure. It's also inspired heavily by Dorothy Heathcote. And then for Gershom, he'd already done some internships in the Netherlands. And he was like, oh, I, re- I already know all about this. I've done it with classes in a history setting. So just for the podcast, um, yeah. Gershom is your partner. Yeah, yeah. Gershom is my partner, my husband, yeah. who also did a master at Uni of Kent. And, in and, is, and is in an earlier episode of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So then I started doing that at, in Singapore and... The hard thing for me when you do creative drama is actually you have to feel really confident in your skills to relinquish control. But at the same time, children are always going to be so excited to go to drama class, you know, so getting them to really listen and to follow and listen to the ideas and allow yourself to use the ideas. But at the same time, you don't want too crazy ideas because <laughs> then the story is done, you know. Um, so learning how to use the ideas they give you within the storyline. It's a, it was a really great, really great opportunity to, to learn more about that. Um, and I, but think, I feel I think, like I'm blabbering about no, it. No, you're not, you're not. But I did want to sort of, sort of double click on something really, which is what's interesting is you've talked about the challenges of the job once you've got it, right? Which is, okay, you've yes. got to deal with children. You've got to manage their being in control of them, um, but yeah. not stifling them and things like that. But I think what a lot of people who study with us experiences that they graduate they're out there in the world and they just don't know how to break into whatever it is they want to do so mm. what was that process like I mean how did you find the the, the opportunity um did, did you apply for lots of different things I mean what was that process oh, of being out there okay, and yeah. looking for the work like like to even get a job yeah yeah okay well uh with my case I was ready to leave uh, Canterbury so that gives me options. Uh, we were thinking like maybe Edinburgh, maybe Norway, uh, maybe Singapore. We were like anything, really. We, love, we loved Canterbury, really love it, but we just wanted to go somewhere new. And then we were like, okay, Singapore. We narrowed it down to Singapore. And then we just, 
apply to jobs. The, the thing of drama and theater is it's, it's very broad. It doesn't give you a specific job thing, which is, so I think I applied for things like casting agencies as well. I wasn't entirely sure if I could be a drama teacher because of, I, I think I had some experience. I was in the ambassador program at Uni of Kent and I did KYT, but I was still quite nervous about it. So anyway, I applied for the job, um, th- this one in Singapore. And because I'm already Singaporean, they don't need to get me a visa. For this specific company, if you had a lot of experience and say you're from the UK, for some reason, sometimes you don't get a visa. So it's a bit complicated and they need a certain amount of Singaporeans in their company. So then when I moved back to Thailand, because that's where my parents live, they asked Gershom and I, my husband, to fly in for an interview. And we could do that. And also because we have family in Singapore. So we're like, yeah, we'll just make a little trip of it. And we went there for an interview and observed and partook in classes. It wasn't easy to get a job. Like for my husband, that was the only job offer he got, like of all the things he tried to get. It's hard, it's hard to get jobs nowadays. But even though we were so open to many different things, yet yeah, that was the only job offer he got. And, and so it was a no-brainer that we were going to do this. And I think, I think what's, what's interesting to me about that story is that, uh, first of all, it, require, it suggests that, that both of you have a, a level of confidence, which is really impressive, because you just went, well, we could go to Scandinavia, we could go to sort of East Asia, you know, we could go to Scotland, mm. you, you know, and, and uh, I mean, you say that he only got that one job, that's the process of applying to any job, isn't it? That you, you apply for lots yeah. and then the one that take okay, sometimes you might have rival offers, but um what 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 do you think gives you as an individual and possibly as, as half of a couple that confidence to go, we're gonna move countries and we'll we've got all these different options and, and just to keep going and find the thing that you want? I guess for us personally it's because we both grew up in like at least four different countries. Okay. Uh, so we met in international school in Thailand, which is where we are now, which is where he's teaching now. And then if you've moved around so much as a, and you're growing up, it becomes just a natural thing to go abroad. Likewise, now my children are Dutch and Singaporean and they're all born in Thailand. You know, it's, and my parents and his parents have also left their home countries. So it's just normal to us. So it's not scary for us in the way it is for other people who haven't lived abroad. Like we completely recognize that. And we go together, so we're partners. It's very scary if you go by yourself. <laughs> that's completely different. That's really interesting. That's really. I mean, that's not a normal bit of quite of, of the. That's not one of the five questions that I've got here. <laughs> but I just thought it was quite interesting because, the, you know, there will be people who study at Kent who go and and move countries and so on. So it's interesting to hear other people's experiences, mm-hmm. but also that thing of sort of confidence and resilience is, I think, really important when you come to think about you know how to build a career, how to start off, how to get where yeah. you need to get, kind of thing. So my next question, and we, we've sort of touched on this, I think, but how did studying drama at Kent get you into these jobs of, you know, teaching creative drama and also photography and, and photography. so on? Yeah. Okay. So drama and theatre, like I mentioned earlier, it doesn't give you a very clear job path. So while I was at university, I was just getting as many opportunities I could like go for like 
the KYT. You know, you get an email like, "Who wants to work at KYT?" I was like, "Oh, me! I'm really scared, but I will do it to、so、find out、Kent、if I、Youth、could、Theater. work for children." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Are they still running? I think so. Yeah, but there's there's、yeah. there's loads of youth theatres in this part of the world. For example, the Gulbenkian's got one. Yeah, I think the Marlow still does. Um, and I know that our students work with many of them, kind of thing. So yeah. yeah, especially with a broad subject like drama and theatre, you just need to try your hand in everything. So any opportunity <laughs> was one of mine. Was like I was I was an extra in that movie, the one into the into the woods or something,、oh, the、yeah. one with Meryl Streep. Yeah, they needed. <laughs> Minorities specifically, <laughs> so I got to be a villager in that. My husband, just a normal white guy, didn't get the job. <laughs> yeah, so I love that a lot of opportunities would trickle through in the School of Arts, and I just pushed myself to go for a lot of things because I was like, I'm not quite sure what I like. I know I like the community that drama and theater has, and just just try things, put myself up for leadership roles,、um, apply for the ambassador program. I applied to work at the shopping. What's the one? The grocery store on campus. Yes, what is now the co-op? Yeah, I didn't get an interview even. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's like you just have to try everything because you you're not easily going to get things. Actually, University of Kent when I was there had a very ambitious air around it. There were a lot of people who were just going for things, and、um, it was very infectious to have that around me. The teaching drama teaching experience from ambassador scheme and KYT, and then maybe applied theatre, where I got to be with younger people as well. Well, presumably that's where、It、you came across Dorothy Heathcote. Yeah, yeah,、uh, that's where I, I was like starting to think this is something I have to be open with. When whenever you do drama, you have to think, could I teach? So then. So yeah, so when I was in my final year, that's when I was looking at jobs and.、Um, I saw this one for early years teacher, drama teacher. So then I just applied, but to learn how to teach creative drama specifically didn't happen till I was like on the job. And then likewise with the photography, I wouldn't have known how much I enjoy photographing theatre if I hadn't had that opportunity. Yeah, so it's all in line with the School of Arts, just giving opportunities to students and students being willing to be like, I'll try that, see if I can do it. It's interesting that comes up a lot,、uh, you, you know, in these interviews that people people did things while they were here, you know, beyond、yeah. their degree, <laughs> either either within or beyond their degree. You know, they took those opportunities. You know, I I took this module because it would challenge me, or you know,、yeah. I, I I did. I there was a thing advertised, and I went for it, and then I got that opportunity, and I went and did this thing, and and it's it、uh, yeah, you know, it comes up a lot. That's that makes sense to me because、uh, the School of Arts had. Such a nice atmosphere of encouragement and supporting students. So, like from the teachers, from the front of desk, it was just a really nice environment, and it didn't make one feel scared to try things. Like the teachers, if I emailed someone, I got an email really quickly. If I needed to see someone, they they made time to see me. It was very clear because I've been in other education establishments where it felt like no one remembered you or they just didn't get back to you. But at Uni of Kent. Even with my husband, when he wasn't a student yet, and I emailed teachers to be like, "Could you see him to find things out?" They immediately responded to that. So I think a lot of that has to do with you guys, like the teachers and the staff, just smiling at students as they walk by you. You know, <laughs> it makes a big impact. <laughs> really, we really miss University of Kent. He,、uh, my husband, keeps trying to push his students to go there. 
Oh, that's really good. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so we have one more question, and this is a slightly odd one, really, given the nature of this particular episode, which is that you know your 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 main job at the moment is being a, a, a you know a mum, being a, a yeah, uh, you know uh, bringing up the children. But what would you say to people who say that doing a drama degree won't lead to a proper job? Maybe I can give some background to how I decided to choose that. So I'm a very stubborn person. And I thought like, okay, I'm gonna be a journalist when I grow up. That's what I thought without thinking like, you know what, Verity, you don't actually like to write that much. I just like the idea of being a journalist. Uh, what I actually liked was being in school plays, but I did not consider that at all as a thing I could do further outside of school. So then what happened was I was in the Netherlands. I'd gone there to do my degree in communication and media. And I, fi I, I couldn't pass the year because I was, shocked I was like oh I don't like this <laughs> and then I went on to do um, a foundation year because I needed that to go to England because I thought okay I'll go to England I'll feel more at home there maybe and um, in these two years of just being like what do I like to do the only thing I could think of was I like being in school plays I like I like building things together with other people I love a creative process and it was really hard to admit that to myself because even with admitting that I students, I knew I'm not trying to be an actor. So what do I like? I just like the community. <laughs> I like the community and I like the feeling of theater, but what does that mean? So when I looked up drama and theater things and I read Uni of Kent's description, I was like, that sounds really professional. <laughs> that sounds like I get, I get some ideas of what I could do within this broad sounding subject. And ultimately when I did decide to go for it, it was because I was like, I just have to be true to what I can really love. And it's for that reason, I would never say someone shouldn't study it because like you just, if you're listening to your heart and what is something that you can just love to do, if you make that decision to follow it, like that's, that should follow you throughout your life to just listen to yourself. So um, I didn't know what I would do with the, with the subject. I just thought I will find out more and I'm going to listen to myself. And there's a reason why I love drama and theater. I'll, I'll find out what I can do with those passions and gifts. And so I went ahead to Canterbury. Yeah, that, that's a great answer. Uh, and that's normally the end of the podcast. But I do want to, as I say, you know, you, you're you're. It, what's really interesting about this conversation for me is that at the moment, though you're still doing some photography, your your main job is bringing up kids, which will be the the case for you know many of our graduates. So I wondered how you see things. I mean, you've got three small ones at the moment. Yeah. And because they're close yeah. together, presumably, also that means that the the overall period of parenting will be slightly foreshortened because they'll they'll be all reaching the slightly more independent stage within a few years of each other. So, how do you see things going on with your career forward? I mean, what what what's the future you imagine for yourself in terms of the world of work and so on? That has been hard because I was still very much finding myself drama. If you go into drama and theatre, you have to hustle. Um, you have to try things. And I, I, now I know like, okay, I like to do creative drama, but I don't know if I want to work in a school uh, full-time the way my husband does. And if I did that, I'd have to add on to my degree, I think. Um, so I knew I wanted to be a mom. I knew I was going to do those few years of work and I was pregnant in my last year. So that was a decision that my husband and I made. 
And I didn't really think beyond that. I was just like, I want to be a mom and the rest will figure itself out. But the thing, so this academic school year is an especially intense one because I've got three young kids at home. My daughter will start kindergarten later on in the year. So that will be a new chapter. And as I get more freedom, I'm going to do more drama teaching again and more photography, hopefully. But I think I'm still very much going to find myself. I'm not done. (laughs) I'm only 30. I don't know. I haven't reached my potential anywhere near of like what I'm going to do within this field. That was Verity Tan. I really enjoyed talking to her. I thought she was amazing. I think there's some great takeaways from what she said. I mentioned before in the introduction to this episode, try everything. You have to hustle. You have to try things. It's just a great motto for life. And also taking advantage of opportunities um, to do creative things. Even when she was a student, you know, working for a youth theatre, being a film extra and so on. I loved working with Verity when she was a student, albeit briefly. Um, You know, uh, she took photographs of student productions and was very, very good at it. Uh, And even though we didn't have a huge amount to do with each other, uh, she left a really, really positive impression on me. And so it was great to catch up with her after all these years. So that's it for this episode. I look forward to talking to you again for our next episode of the Proper Job Gradcast. Got to, got to get a proper job.